What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Jonas. So this is episode 32 and it's a bit of a special episode this week. We're not going to be doing our usual recap of NXT and NXT UK. Uh, we will have done that already on um, uh, episode 31 which uh, should also drop on the same day as this one here where myself and David Anderson spoke about the March the 20th edition of NXT in NXT UK as well as a full recap of uh, the, the, the WrestleMania card as it stands currently two weeks out from the big show as well as uh, having a look at the TakeOver New York card uh, now that we have only two more episodes of NXT uh, before TakeOver New York on the 5th of April. But today we've got a special episode, as I've mentioned, where we're going to be interviewing Gary Ward. Now he is the owner and the promoter of WrestleGate Pro, a Nottingham-based promotion. Uh, they've had a, a couple of shows that they're about already, but they're already getting a lot of buzz from what they have produced so far in 2019 and I know that this is one wrestling company that everybody's going to have to keep a very close eye on uh, because it's got a very exciting future and I can't wait uh, to talk to Gary Ward from Wrestlegate Pro very soon but before we get to that interview just want to throw out a little plug there for some of uh, the social media where you can get in touch with Wrestling with Johnners and follow Wrestling with Johnners. Uh, you can email the show, simply email wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com if you have any questions, um, any comments, any feedback, uh, anything you'd like me to answer on the show, just uh, hit us up, wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter um, at withjohnners underscore pod. That's at with Johnners underscore pod on Twitter, you can uh, join our Facebook group. We've got a very active and interactive uh, group on Facebook. Just go onto Facebook and search Wrestling with Johnners. That's J O H N E R S, Wrestling with Johnners, and uh, you can um, ask to be part of the group there. And finally, on Instagram, you can find us quite easily on Instagram. Uh, just search Wrestling with Johnners. Uh, so, without further ado, Let's get on with the interview with Gary Ward from WrestleGate Pro. Right, so we're back uh, with uh, Wrestling with Johnners and we've got um, the, the, the owner and the promoter of WrestleGate Pro, Gary Ward, with us now. So uh, good afternoon, Gary. Thanks for uh, joining us on Wrestling with Johnners. Excellent. Thanks for having me, John. I hope you're well and uh, yeah. everybody listening. Good. No, that, that's great. So, um, WrestleGate Pro is a fairly new promotion. Um, so it's only been going a, a few months. And I know that uh, you kind of first came up with the idea of WrestleGate Pro back last year, I understand. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about WrestleGate Pro fairly soon. But I'm really interested to know kind of where it all started for you as a wrestling fan. Uh, what, what are your earliest memories uh, of professional wrestling? What's kind of your earliest memories of, of uh, whether it be the WWF or any of the British wrestling? Where did it all start for you? Um, I'm, I'm assuming as a youngster, Gary? Yeah, uh, I start, well, to be honest, it's always been there. It's always been, uh, wrestling's always been in my life, so uh, my earliest memories of anything, really, is, is, is wrestling. Um, mainly Hulk Hogan, I guess. Yeah. Um, grew up, I was born in 85, so coming into sort of Hulk Hogan's um, Hulkamania reign, I guess, and from what I understand, two or three is where I started really watching. Um, was a big WCW fan. It was quite easy to get WCW videotapes here uh, where I live. Yep. Um, as well as WWF. So uh, I watched a lot of both, really. Um, any any sort of wrestling that was, was on at the time I watched. 
Um, it was mainly American wrestling. Um, didn't watch a huge amount of British wrestling, to be honest. Yep. I uh, was a big American wrestling fan. Um, but I can vividly remember sort of crying when Hulk Hogan was uh, squashed, I guess, by an earthquake. Yep, I remember that vividly. Yep. <laughs> I can remember crying and uh, my mum being, I was like, oh, is that, is that it? <laughs> oh, I think it's going to be okay. Yep. And I can remember things like that and, you know, the early, sort of the late 80s and yep. all of the 90s. And, yeah, it's just, it's always been there, it's always been kind of you know outside of your family it's always been like the, my first love yeah um it's always been wrestling I, know, every, every night i watch wrestling even now like last night yeah wrestling you know probably once i can finish this call yeah i'm gonna watch some wrestling so it, it's just uh the, my biggest sort of passion in life i can definitely relate to that so so growing up who were your favorite wrestlers then gary when you when you were a youngster who were your, who were your favorite wrestlers kind of growing up and, and maybe even into your teens did your favorite wrestlers change at all did it go from one to another Yeah. So it was Hulk Hogan, Sting, and and Ric Flair. Excuse me. And then uh, I guess going into my early teens, it started to change. It was a bit of Bret Hart. Bret Hart was a big, big thing for me. Um, That was kind of when Hulk Hogan was was leaving. Mm. Um, Then when we when I saw Hogan live uh, for the first time, it it kind of started feeling like always Hogan and Bret. And then as I got into my, you know, six, 15, 16, uh, I like the bit more of a, a heel. I like the bad guys. I like that in any sort of <laughs> or, yep. you know, any superheroes. I like the bad guys. So it was a bit like, oh, Hulk Hogan, and then he turned bad. Triple H um, took over after that. I think everything that, that Triple H has done has just been phenomenal. You know, he's... Um, way he's evolved his character his yeah. looks each time is just phenomenal I think he's probably outside of Ric Flair the best wrestler there's ever been in my opinion um, just from his character standpoint and what he's been able to do not not just because of what he's doing now sure. but as an in-ring competitor he's phenomenal um, so yeah I went into him uh, AJ Styles once TNA came around uh, Samoa Joe um with, with Ring of Honor mm. um, and then some Japanese guys sort of later on as I got into New Japan and Dragon Gate and you know All Japan Noah you know it, it, I found people I liked at the time so like you know Okada or, or, or Tanahashi for instance but looking back on it now as a 33 year old mm. really really big into Misawa if, if you know who Misawa yep, is yep yep yeah, huge fan of his at the moment. So I have like um, some DVDs, like seven DVDs in a pack, and it's all of his matches. So it's from when he started as a young boy into the into a tiger mask, and then back out again. It was just like incredible to watch the stuff he was doing back then as well. And, you know, uh, yeah. There's just so many people that I've admired and, and enjoyed, and there's probably loads more that I've just missed. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it's one of those things, you know. It's just once you watch it, you if they build that person right, you're gonna love them. Absolutely. Them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I used to ha- absolutely hate the Miz. I used to I could never understand why 
they put anything behind the guy and then I sat back one day and looked at it and was like, actually, he's, he's so good that he's, I, I'm meant to hate him yep. passionately. Absolutely. And then I loved him and then I liked him. Yep. So, there we go. So, so that was a really fascinating insight into kind of the wrestlers that you've enjoyed watching over the years uh, and definitely kind of a, a bit of an evolution from, you know, the, the typical wrestlers that you'd like as a youngster, like the Stings and the Hulk Hogan's onto the, the Japanese contingent. So uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, so so we, we, we know you nowadays as the owner and the promoter of Westgate Pro, uh, but but how did um, how did you first get involved in the pro wrestling business? Was it as a, a photographer or was it even earlier than that, Gary? No, photographer. I um, I fell out of love a little bit with wrestling after WCW went. Yeah. So I started watching MMA quite a lot, um, UFC, and I went to went to Ireland to watch the UFC, and um, I was I was cage side. So I thought it'd be quite cool to take take some photos. Never mm. took any photos before. My camera well, my camera camera phones weren't as good as they are now. No. So I thought. I buy a little digital camera. Me and my uh, girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, we went and bought a camera and just started taking pictures. And I thought, actually, this is, this is pretty good. Quite like this. And even at that time, I never went to any independent shows. I've never, I've been to one wrestling show up to that point, and I think I was about twenty, twenty something at twenty maybe. Yep. At the time, and I'd never been to any wrestling shows. I didn't drive or anything like that. Cause I live in such a small remote like town village that we don't have great transport links either so i didn't go to anything and i thought uh i did these pictures and i thought yeah i really enjoyed doing that and i thought i'd look with my taking and doing this a little bit more but doing this with something else i like so there was a local promotion in town i came to very low-key uh in a in a i can't even think what we call it really it's like a a really, really small cinema. Yeah. A bit like a theatre, but on like a very small scale. Yeah. And uh, I just messaged the, the promotion and said, look, I, I live locally. I've just started doing some photos. Would you mind if I came down and took some photos of, of the show around the ring and whatnot? And, you know, I won't charge you. It's just, I, I've never done it before. It's just to, to see if I could do it. And, uh, yeah, I went in pretty much immediately felt comfortable in what I was doing um, I know wrestling so well that I could read what they were doing but also because of the certain wrestling we were looking at watching I could hear them talking Yeah. so it was quite good that I could also manage to get myself in a position where I could capture the best shots and yeah, it just went on from there really I, I went on to other, some other promotions and then really sort of cemented uh, or spent most of my time with Southside Wrestling yep. um, helping them with their on demand their, their uh, social media and then doing a lot of uh, portrait work sure. portrait photography is what I really uh, enjoy the most, I actually quite miss doing it to be honest um, yeah so that, that's how basically I got interested and then more people as in wrestlers knew who I was so making the transition over into being the, the booker and promoter it was quite it was quite easy because the people that we booked on the show especially the first show i'd say 90 percent of the people that were on it knew who i was yeah and i'd worked with them so it was quite easy for them to come into a brand new promotion and think okay well i know who the promoter is they trusted you I worked with him 
is fine. I know who he is. So it, they probably immediately felt a little bit at ease yep. coming into a brand new environment. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it was always something I wanted to do. I think after about six months of doing photos, I really wanted to do it, but I just never really had the. I never, I don't know. I didn't really have the. I know I, I can do this until sort of my boss at my work, well, in my full-time job, said to me, "No, you can do this. Go for it." And, I, and that was it. Then I was like, "Wow, someone that doesn't even know wrestling, doesn't like wrestling, has never watched it." Said, yeah. Me. Said, so go for it. Yeah. Was, yeah, that was the last sort of push, I guess. So I was going to ask, what was that kind of initial spark behind the idea of WrestleGate? It was obviously around that time. Um, so, so what what kind of initially inspired you to start your own promotion then you obviously had this background in in photography you built a bit of a relationship with wrestlers and various promotions around the country and you obviously thought well you know you know it's it's a passion of mine i could give it a shot you know win lose or or, or you know i give it a good go so was that around the time when that kind of initial spark of wrestlegate came into your mind enjoyed management games so like football manager and there's a there's a couple of wrestling manager games mm. you can get if you, if you delve in deep you know um i think it's called tew yeah and i still play it now i have my own promotion but i still play a computer game <laughs> um, it, it's crazy but um i've always been into those heavily heavily into those like i would play those games for hours and hours and hours and hours days and days you know uh, outside of outside of playing football that that's pretty much all I, I ever did as growing up and into my my uh, teens and yeah. sort of bodybuilding and things like that so I kind of mixed those those things and it has always been something that I've been at, just love doing yeah um, and I, I got into I wanted to get into wrestling I never really got into it to say oh, I'm going to be the promoter I got into because I was like let's see if I could do something with this photography enjoy doing it um, never really wanted to be in the ring so I never even looked at that scenario um, but as more and more time I spent backstage and behind the scenes more sort of creative ideas and juices I guess mm. started flowing and I kept looking at things and listening to people and uh, and you know I did similar to what you're doing with a podcast mm. and, and magazine writing and I reviewed shows for people that um, they would give me that they're on demand for free and I'd literally just review it to them and give them my opinions yeah and I thought people obviously you know want something a little bit of an alternative uh, and I just got to the stage where I was like I enjoy doing the photos but I just want to do something more and yeah that was that was it I I, I basically went to try and buy a promotion I um me and my business partner, we, we made an offer, quite a substantial amount to a, to a promotion. We pretty much had done a deal and then it wasn't the case. Um, and then we sort of sat back and I was on holiday. Um, I was sat standing in a baby pool. Right. So like foot deep. Yep. My 18-month-old playing on the edge and I created WrestleGate right there watching her play. There you go. I, yeah, I was basically texting the the person I was trying to buy from and I, it became apparent that it wasn't going to happen um, and I just sort of said to myself you know I'm not going to put any more we're not going to put any more into t- potentially getting this that I could do this and um, I created it 
<laughs> that, that, that's quite a unique story, a unique uh, kind of beginning to uh, an enterprise. So WrestleGate definitely appears to have a, a Japanese influence uh, in the presentation and the overall look of the promotion. Uh, what can you tell me about uh, the thought process on how you wanted WrestleGate to look and feel both in and out of the ring? So uh, I'm sure you'll agree with me. It, it definitely has kind of a, a very uh, a Japanese feel to it, both in the logo and the presentation, the graphics and everything else around WrestleGate. Um, are you kind of heavily influenced by Japanese wrestling and was that kind of um, helpful when you were coming up with your ideas for WrestleGate? Yeah, I, I, the last sort of seven, eight years has been real Japanese wrestling for me. I've, I've watched so much of it. New Japan, All Japan, Wrestle One, um, DDT, Dragon Gate, um, Stardom shieldling so much Japanese wrestling that I watch I mean <coughs> it's funny because my wife doesn't even like wrestling but she sometimes look at me and like what are you watching <laughs> like, because there's only really New Japan that does obviously English commentary yeah like, oh, Japanese wrestling it's like what are you watching <laughs> but for me as a still you know I really enjoyed MMA I don't really I don't watch it anymore but I really enjoyed that strong style feel of it and, yeah and and Japanese wrestling just took that onto another level for me. Um, had the the core of what I just passionately love in wrestling, but brought that realism in. And I just loved watching it, and I still love watching it. And now going back and watching other things is great too. Um, and I just, with the idea with, with WrestleGate, I just wanted it to, to be different. Like, you, why would some, and I've said this on a few podcasts and the, and the documentary that we've done, why would you choose coming to WrestleGate over another promotion that's maybe 15 minutes down the road or a couple of hours down the road? Yeah. What do we need to do and, and show that's different? Everybody wants an alternative, like, you know, not everybody, but a lot, a majority wants an alternative to the WWE. But what do you want as your alternative? So I kind of looked at that scenario from, okay, we've got fantastic promotions in the UK. So what, what am I, what can I do that's different? And what do I really passionately love and enjoy? So yeah, I, I put in different aspects of, uh, from Japan, from Mexico, mm. from, from the UK, and tried to mix it. And um, I think it's come up, and it's, it's come off very well. The graphics is what's really set it apart. And that's just because of a relationship I have with a, a graphic designer, James Bragg. He, um, we're like really good friends we talk pretty much every day and this was prior to me even wanting to do a promotion we would talk all the time and i literally just sent him three sentences or three words yeah yeah about three sentences of what i wanted and he created the logo instantly amazing um, so it, it's when you have a good relationship with somebody especially a graphic designer if they understand you and your love and your passion and things that you enjoy they, they can create something special and, and you can see from all of our graphics that it's so unique so different and immediately as soon as you see it you know who we, who it is yep. uh, that was the, that was a great thing and in terms of the look on the shows I, again I wanted we went into a sports hall but I didn't want us just to go into a sports hall with the house lights on and a, and a, and a curtain come out to and it's like it, it needs to be an experience you need to go to the show and feel that you're you're in an experience for me as a photographer i needed to make sure that everything that i put out looked the best yeah you 
know, the best of my ability or in best of my price range. Sure. And it's the same with the promotion. Um, I need it to look as, as great as possible. Certainly the second show looked a lot better for me as, it, as the first show did because we're evolving. I'm, a, I'm understanding my limitations, what we can and can't do. And again, in May, things will be different in May to what there is in, in March mm. because t- literally during the show, um, I was sat there picking apart things that I wanted to change. It was just that was the my mind working while I was trying to enjoy what we were putting on. And it so it, the the influence has always been corely from Japan. Yeah. But it's put in with the core values of what we do here in Britain and I think it works really well so far yeah you got you got a fantastic eye for detail and and I think you, your graphics as you said although you you don't uh, you're not responsible for the graphics the, the graphics do set you, 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 well you, you, your graphics do set your your promotion apart from a lot of the uh, UK indie promotions out there you know they are very unique very very eye-catching and uh, yeah they definitely what caught my eye when I was uh, kind of doing my research on uh, WrestleGate Pro um, fantastic and like I say they, they, that's that's the thing that's going to draw people in it's going to draw people in sorry Gary go ahead marketing basically as a living mm. so I'm pretty comfortable with marketing yeah. things um, and I think in in some way that was a disadvantage because we were put out in front of the world very very quickly which was a bit a bit surreal it was it was a bit um, a bit crazy the first few weeks I must admit where we didn't even announce anything and there was just people everywhere talking about us um, but I'm from a marketing background so I'm very comfortable with marketing ourselves out and getting us into people's um, you know people's minds and into their vision pretty quickly yeah um, and I've always said to anybody that's doing doing their wrestling you know uh, your graphics and your photos need to be the absolute best there is and that just comes from being a photographer yeah um, who wants to look at bad photos like the wrestlers don't no exactly uh, I certainly, as a photographer I certainly wouldn't I used to the amount of photos you could delete which is crazy and I still see people doing it now having really bad images uh, you know you're trying to set your you're trying to entice someone that wasn't in that show yeah. to come to your show. If your show looks bad, they're not going to potentially want it because it's the first thing you look at, right? Absolutely. Is the, you know, so people still do it now, and people even, you know, I've, I've, my, I'll be friends with. I would say all the time, you've got to have these look the best because people around the world will see this. And you know that that was that's always been with me. I always want my photos of my images of the show to look amazing. I have James Musselwhite doing them, Portrait of a Wrestler, so I have literally the best there is doing it. Yeah. You know I mean? So they look great anyway. Um, and again, our, our footage. Footage uh, needs to improve, but it's, it's fantastic so far. And our graphics, I don't think there's many better graphic designers about than what James does for us. It's certainly the style that I like. I, I haven't seen anybody do better um, for the style I like, and I just think that those are so paramount to anything. Um, if you're, if you look great, 
you're already halfway halfway there. I guess. Definitely, no, it's definitely going to draw people in. So your your first WrestleGate show was at the uh, Rushcliffe Arena in Nottingham. That is correct, isn't it? The Rushcliffe Arena um, on the 26th of January. But even before your first show, you were getting a lot of attention from other indie promotions wanting to collaborate with you and with WrestleGate. Uh, there, there was even a, a WrestleGate exhibition match uh, between Robbie X and Sean Custom uh, that took place on a Frontline card on the 10th of January. Uh, so even before the first WrestleGate show in January um, on, on the 26th there was there was an exhibition uh, match for WrestleGate um, 16 days earlier now in my opinion this is really a clever way to keep your brand prominent and relevant between shows but how did it all get started and uh, will there be other collaborations and exhibition matches similar to this one in the future yes uh, we actually have one today ah. um, this one uh, with the wrestling league which is based in Hardwick yep. in uh, Essex um, we had three of our guys um, going against three of their guys today. Um, so, yeah, and then we're off to Milan next weekend for a for an exhibition match. We've just come back from Germany having one too. Um, well, it all started. It's a bit, bit strange, really. It's something I've always wanted to do and always felt that was a good idea. Um, we run a show every other month. So in those months that we're not running a show, like what, what are we going to be doing? Obviously, we can put out videos hyping the show uh, free matches and interviews but after a while that kind of gets a little bit lukewarm you Mm. know you're only again still marketing yourself to your own audience or the people that follow you so for me this was always a plan this was always something I wanted to do Um, I never ever dreamed that it would be done even before we did a show yeah Um, i basically was was working for will osprey's mum i went and done some photos for her and will was there and uh hadn't met will before um and and went over introduced myself didn't know who i was uh until i said wrestlegate and then he kind of looked at me and was like do you run wrestlegate i was like yes and he, he knew who wrestlegate was straight away he was like that looks cool i love i like it and then we had only put out um i think we'd only put out three or four wrestlers that were appearing on the show at that point um and i was a bit that was a bit taken back by that and um yeah immediately instantly he said is there anything do you want to do some do you want to do anything together and i was like yes do it so, wow <laughs> conversation uh exchanged details he then messaged me and that was it we put it together and um, we had some plans to do um well we had some plans to do a joint show in in august in nottingham um then once i once we released that sort of um partnership other people sort of stood up and was interested and it was really nice of will to be the first one to say no i believe in this this guy i like his ideas um we just chatted about japanese wrestling and i think he got that i understood and liked it as as much and as passionately as he does yeah um and that and it was a great fit for us both there in london we're in nottingham we're we're at two different you know uh, two different uh, audiences that we can market ourselves to it was perfect for us uh, to to speak to the to the london audience and it'd be great for him and his promotion to speak to the you know the midlands as well so it was it was perfect um and then it was other people that i'd worked with uh, wrestling cult in germany I, I went over to 16 carat last year because um, i have a good friendship with uh, bad bones john klinger yeah uh, went to their show um because somebody else i had quite a good friend 
relations with uh, Senza Volto was on the show. <laughs> Went there, met the promoter. That was it. Stayed in touch with him. Wasn't a promoter at the time. Didn't really have it. It wasn't anything planned to. Um, and then he saw the saw my my company starting, and he wanted to be involved. And other promotions came came along as well. And it's just uh, it was it's been very surreal. I think we've got about four or five partnerships now, which I think is is, is great really because you're all being able to market yourself into other people's areas. Mm. It helps with your on-demand. Even if someone from London doesn't want to make the trip up to Nottingham, they know about us. They know the storylines. They can watch us on demand. Or if we do come to down to London or into Germany or Italy, wherever we go next, like these people are going to know about us, and it's not going to be like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah. You know, so um, it was always something I wanted to do. Kind of goes back to the NWA, uh, NWA, I guess. Yeah. Um, where you know where you'd go into different markets. The traveling champion. Yeah, yeah, similar but slightly different. <clears throat> yeah, um, and it was just yeah, I, I just thought it was a no-brainer really, and, mm. it, and it's it's paid off really well. No, very clever move. So then there was the the, the debut show uh, WrestleGate Pro on the twenty sixth of January uh, in Nottingham. Um, you had eight fantastic matches featuring some of the brightest talent on the indie scene, such as uh, ELP, the Anti Fun Police, Session Moth, uh, Millie McKenzie, Bad Bones. Uh, Mil Moates and uh, Chris Ridgway, amongst many others. But there was also many less familiar names on the card. Uh, this, this made it immediately clear that WrestleGate is a promotion that is keen to develop and promote its younger talent. Uh, was this you know, part of your philosophy and thought process going into it regarding, you know, you're a new promotion, so you're going to use unfamiliar names, but kind of getting behind the younger talent and really trying to develop some new names? Yeah. It was the first thing I thought of, um, I could have potentially have put, you know, NXT UK guys all over it, or you know, Jap- uh, other Japanese, uh, like you know, anyone from Japan outside mm. of outside of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So we could have done that, but again, it comes back to what, you know, why would someone want to come to our show when you can potentially go down and watch all those guys in London? Yeah, so it just makes no sense. But so when I really sat back about it and looked at you know have a google drive which is literally full of names of yeah. wrestlers that i enjoy watching that are probably not even on many shows um it was just it was a no-brainer for me to have the next crop of british talent on our show um we need we need to be looking at the next crop now it, a lot of people have been have been signed yeah uh, they might be not might not be all exclusive but again i just think that you need to now look at the the next guys and girls. So um, immediately, it, it was paramount that these people are who I wanted to work with, and there was some, you know, sixteen-year-olds on the show that were just incredible that people didn't even know who they were or did, but had never seen before or weren't convinced on. But coming out of the show, they were the people that people they were the people that everyone was really mainly talking about. Um, so I kind of that was more of a more pr- uh, proud of that moment really yeah. Yeah. Um, for me being seeing these young lads that i'd worked with on, uh, on on shows before and being able to give them a platform on mine was was great um i always i still find it a little bit awkward to talk about it because i'll say like oh i'm giving them a platform or an opportunity on a on a bigger event is what some people have said to me and i always kind of say well we're nobody we've done like two shows we're not a big promotion or anything like that but i think that there's that that feel that we maybe are yeah i just need to keep reminding everyone we're not really <laughs> that yet so i'm just 
give i've just picked people that i really enjoy watching yeah and just put them in in scenarios i think that will make them look great um and that they can do really well um which may be over what they're currently doing i, I don't know but um yeah i still get a little bit still wince a little bit when someone says oh, are you giving them an opportunity on a big station well not anything big <clears throat> yet we might be um but yeah it, it was really really cool i was really proud of of everything that everybody did even all the people backstage yeah so most of the crew members it was the first show they'd ever worked as well so it was really really nice fantastic so your, your second and most recent show was on the 16th of march and featured uh once again many big names including uh robbie x and Ilya dragunov uh, they wrestled in the main event so this must have been an amazing thrill to get these two very talented and much sought after wrestlers working for your uh, on your main event and once again um you use the the rushcliffe arena in nottingham which is um, becoming your, the home of wrestlegate so uh Tell me a little bit about your second show and kind of that match between Robbie X and, and Dragunov and kind of using the Rushcliffe Arena as, as kind of the, the home for WrestleGate. Yeah, it's a, it is a home, be the home for the for 2019 and, and obviously going forward it, it's where we'll, we'll be permanently. And mm. um, We may go into other markets for the odd show here and there, maybe maybe on a, like a midweek or something like that, but certainly nothing planned for this year. Um, I went there as a fan. It was one of the first independent shows I went to. Really enjoyed the experience. Uh, it was a nice, easy drive. I, I actually live in Cambridge, so it's about two hours, two and a half hours away. Yeah. Um, I could have gone into London it was, or Cambridge and done the shows, but I was really passionate about Nottingham. Enjoyed going there as a fan. I uh, thought that the arena was amazing. State of the art. It's a great gym. There's food. Uh, there's just literally everything you need in one place. And um, I looked at it, it's basically a sports hall, um, you know, and I looked at it and thought there's so much you can do in this sports hall that wasn't being done at the time. Nobody was using it either. Um, I was working along with Southside at the time and they'd used it previously, but hadn't been there for about I don't know, 18 months, maybe two years. And uh, approached them and just sort of said, look, I'd like to run the show there. They, they agreed. Um, and then I spoke to spoke to the guys at the Rushcliffe and they literally just bit my hand off to get wrestling back there. Um, and they've just gone above and beyond for everything that we could physically require. Even on the day on, on uh, in March, you know, um, we didn't even have enough seats. We'd sold so many that it was we needed more. They went out there, out there, uh, out their way, and they ran to another site and collected like another seven. I think it was like 60 seats. Uh, they went above and beyond for doing so much on the days for us that that, that they are who we're going to sort of grow with. We yeah. Can, we've got you can do 350 in the sports hall and then just behind it in the literally down the corridor is an 800 seat a bowling green so that we can we can scale in one place. Ah. Everyone's going to know that where wrestling is so it's just perfect for us to be there. Um, in terms of the show. It again, I looked back at, I watched the open gate uh, through a fan's eyes and just sat and enjoyed it. And then I watched it back uh, to try and pick it apart to make it look better. We, we, I think we improved the look of the show and the layout was slightly different. So it was um, more, uh, it looked a lot better. Um, the matches were incredible. The matches were very much who WrestleGate are. The first show was really, hello, we're WrestleGate we're going to give you a little bit of everything and enjoy second show is this is who we are yeah this is what we're about this is 
our take on what or my take on what wrestling certainly in Britain should be about and um, the, uh, there wasn't a bad match on the show at all even say, I know I'm saying that as a promoter but well, I've watched it back as a fan and it's just incredible I just loved watching the show the, being there live was just incredible um, the matches were, were fantastic Konazuka Tashita and, and Chris Ridgeway was one of the best matches I've seen live Evia and Robbie was always going to be just incredible they're both unbelievable wrestlers yep and and the girls knocked it out of the park the four way women's match was probably what people came out of it saying was, was the best match of the of the of the night and uh, that really made me proud as much as it did when uh when I got told that about the the four young lads I put on sixteen to seven, sixteen to eighteen year olds on the first show people came out and, and that was the thing they were talking about um, to come out of the second show and they were all talking about the the girls yep. over you know, Elia and things like that. Um, while it, their matches were amazing, uh, that made me as much proud as as putting the shows on because I still think there is a little bit of uh, taboo about you know the female wrestlers on shows um, at, at times. I guess in some sections, yeah. the crowd's a lot more accepted now, but it's still some some are there. Um, but that was that was incredible and you could see everybody's reactions to what these girls were doing in that ring i was so pleased for them and um just very proud to be able to have given them an opportunity to go out and do it and, and they just knocked it out of the park and i mean that was where it comes out for me on the second show where i was so so happy with just everything on it it was one or two things i'd like to tweak but that's more of a from a from a recording and sound and a visual aspect in terms of the in ring yeah I couldn't fault anything <clears throat> at all for the whole show fantastic so in one of your recent uh, facebook posts uh from that weekend you mentioned uh how what you do as a promoter is not just about what happens during showtime uh in your post you spoke about your your 24 hours without a moment of rest uh, uh can you can you tell the listens the listeners about uh w- what that day in particular was like um just to get a day in a life perspective from a wrestler's promoter um you know before during and after uh, a big show like that i mean it's a long day mm. um i mean people see the show day you know you come to the show you watch the show and then you go home right mm. it's not like that for the wrestlers because a lot of them are <laughs> traveling i mean the, the japanese guys it was a 14 hour flight anyway but bless them uh, unfortunately they missed their connecting flight um so there was a stage the night before that the three Japanese guys were not going to be on the show. Right. Um, so immediately that was extremely worrying because um, I was a potentially about to lose three matches. Yeah. Um, so it was very stressful. Uh, they're sat in a in a foreign country. They're sat in Thailand. They're all from Japan. So they're sat in in, in yeah. Thailand at three o'clock in the morning, not knowing what's going on. And their English wasn't great. Um, it was okay over messenger so it was a little bit easier for me to communicate with them um, so managed to um, basically we had to buy them three new flights to get them to to the UK um, so immediately you're stressed yeah uh, and I don't get stressed so on the show days I don't know if you if you come <laughs> to a show uh, you won't notice I look stressed and a lot of the wrestlers and workers and people that I've brought in that have some experience working this show there's the things they're saying you don't look stressed what's the matter I don't, I don't get stressed it's, it's, it's just the Friday night I was stressed I wasn't I wasn't feeling good I was extremely worried um, but we, we managed to get them here so once I knew that they were on the flight 
coming over, I could sleep. So I knew that Elia, Elia was coming in at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, so it was, you know, six o'clock start. We travelled to um, Stansted Airport to collect Elia, um, which was about an hour. Hmm. I'd already collected the three Japanese guys from Gatwick the day before, so that was, you know, about four hours to get them into their hotel. I put them in a hotel close to Stansted so I can collect everybody at the same time. Yeah. So we went from from Haverhill, which is just outside Cambridge, which is where I live. To Stansted, Stansted to Bishop Stortford, which is about a 20-minute drive. Collected the guys, drove up to Nottingham, about two-hour, two and a half-hour drive. Um, assisted on the morning show, which was NGW, which is a we're not a partner with them, but we're there. They have some fantastic production, and they the guys that run that are just like professors, I guess, in yeah. wrestling terms so me being able to learn anything from these guys even like 10 percent of what these guys know is just invaluable for me so having so being able to do a deal that they can use the venue we run in yeah we can make it a whole day of things um have a children's show on before our adult show is is just phenomenal for me uh, being able to learn from these guys and have them there with me and giving me feedback throughout the show is, is paramount so helped on that show uh, ran my own show um that finished half nines and then it's you know it's kind of doing this the, the short the meets i guess and the, the thank yous with the fans um people a lot of people come in and have a chat which is which is surreal still but it's fantastic um make sure everybody's gone home make sure everybody's paid um then i took elia to, to derby for his hotel mm. uh, back to nottingham to collect the wrestlers and then an additional wrestler which was um jamie hazer she lives in Portsmouth, but she was on a show in Stowmarket. Um, not sure if anyone had arranged travel for her, so I drove her to Stowmarket so the next show could have her. She was in their, t- their town, so she was ready. Drove her to Stowmarket, Stowmarket to um, Gatwick, uh, which is another two-hour drive. Gatwick to Haverhill, which is where I live, which was about two and a half hour. So I managed to get in at five past six, Wow. So, uh, in the morning, <laughs> um, my brother um, had only just passed his test literally three days before, so he did um, the drive from Haverhill to Stansted. So I was just sort of sitting with him and telling yeah. him what to do in the car. Uh, but <clears throat> obviously, he didn't fight. He didn't feel comfortable doing all that drive, which is great. So my brother stayed up the entire time with me too. Um, but yeah, it was it was tiring. I could have quite easily have stayed in a hotel in Gatwick and then drove home the next day, but I wanted to see my daughter. Yeah. You, you spend so much time on wrestling throughout the week, and especially the night before on the Friday, where I was just really worried that I wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to be able to get these guys in, and that I was going to have to tell everybody that we're not going to bring over people that we've heavily advertised um, was quite a worry for me. So. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get home and spend the spend the day with my daughter and that. Um, so I got in about six, um, just jumped onto the sofa because my daughter was in my bed and mm. uh, she was up at eight. So <laughs> I had two hours of sleep, played with her, and then I think I just crashed about four o'clock. But 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 I suppose uh, after after such an amazing event, um, it was all worth it. I'm sure it was all worth it. 
It was crazy, yeah. Yep. Crazy, especially when you like would wake up and then you see the social media posts. Yeah. Literally just scrolling for 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 like ten, like five minutes or whatever. It was it was crazy. So it's so worth it, and it sounds like oh, I'm a bit negative about it. Not at all. I do it all again now. Like I go in the car now and collect all this and put a show on now if I had the opportunity to. It, this is what this is what we have to do. Yeah. Um, so it isn't just what you see on the show day, but you know. Um, these are the sacrifices you, you you make, and these are such a small scale on what I do um, to to what other people are doing on a on a regular basis. But you know, it's a long day. But if someone wants to follow me with a camera for twenty four hours, and, yeah, <laughs> and I can show you what it was like, it's not a problem. It's not glamorous. You sat in a car for most of it. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So WrestleGate Pro uh, were also featured uh, on a match um, in Germany's WXW 16 Carat Gold Showcase. Now, I think that was, uh, what, a couple of weekends ago, wasn't it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what can you tell me about this and how it all came about and, and what a thrill it must have been to have been involved in such an enormous event on the WXW wrestling calendar? So it was, um, it was with Wrestling Cult, which is a partner of WXW. But it's not a partner as in they're like they're their uh, associate maybe yeah um so it was basically like uh i don't know maybe a like a front line to what we are sure if you get, but on, on, not on that scale yeah uh, like a like a friend um so during their weekend so 16 carat weekend so obviously um wxw have about six shows on during that weekend and then there's a wrestling deutschland show which is um all of the different promotions around germany all put a match on um between shows for wxw on the saturday yeah and then in the morning there's wrestling cult um so these were the people that i'd been to the year before and had a friendship with rob the promoter and uh, they invited us over we had the match it was a 10 o'clock in the morning match um, so it was great. It was very surreal that so many people knew who who WrestleGate was. Um, very, very surreal. Um, we sold more merchandise in Germany up to that standpoint than we had in the UK. Wow. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it was insane, and I hadn't even done anything in, in Germany. Um, I was blown away by the reception that we had like people knew who we all were and wanted photos of everybody and i find that still surreal now that people want to come and have a photo and talk to me and things like that but it was surreal it's, it was fantastic it was such a great environment it was in like a little it was in like a rock club i guess it was so wrestlegate yeah as soon as i walked in there i was like i want to run a show in here um it was just very very cool it was a great opportunity to be able to take out take two people that I honestly think the world of as wrestlers and as people in, in Robbie X and Sean Custom yeah. being able to take them to Germany for the first time and have them seen and just let people in a different country or market see what these guys can do in the ring is just was amazing for me and then having Senza there who I think the world of is was great the match is fantastic it's free on our youtube channel if anyone wants to watch it um we put it up for free we try and put all of our collaboration matches up for free for people to see um it was just very surreal and even then going to 16 carat um i have a relationship with wxw anyway um they were one of the one of the few companies that reached out to me certainly in the first couple of weeks of wrestlegate starting to see if they could help me with anything and they offered me talent and lots of things and advice and you know, there's, there's a friendship there. 
Um, so being able to go and sort of be in their in their sort of press box, I guess, and with all the other other guys and girls, and that again was was great. And then watching WrestleGate be displayed on their big Titantron, you know, uh, before the shows or during the shows, and getting a reaction and getting a cheer and a was just uh, blew me away. The first night I stood with a family. This sort of family kind of adopted me, I guess. They <laughs> us and they, they adopted me and said, could you come and stand with us on the first show? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I'm on like, I'm at ringside and then WrestleGate come on the big screen and everyone's chanting for, you know, calling me. And it was very, very surreal. It's just phenomenal. Amazing, amazing yeah. <laughs> so um, we've got a good, good, good fan base in Germany. Uh, I think there's about 12 of them coming over, I think in May or July. I can't remember which one they're coming over to, but there's a lot of them coming over. Again, that's exactly what we want. You know, if we, we go into a different market, people like what we do, like our on-demand, buy our merchandise, and they want to come and support us. So it's just uh, uh, amazing. So here very, we go. Very surreal. Yeah. So, so the next WrestleGate show is uh, Lion Spirit on the 18th of May uh, from the same venue in Nottingham. Um, and uh, you've already announced uh, a couple of the matches for that show. We've got uh, Jody Fleisch versus uh, Robbie X and uh, Irie versus Rampage Brown. Uh, there, there are going to be many more matches announced very soon, I'm sure. Um, but if any of our Wrestling with Jonas listeners want to get tickets for that show, uh, where can they go to get tickets to see one of the best up and coming UK promotions uh, in 2019? Gary um, on our website yep. www.russellgatepro.com uh, just go into the events page um, there is a morning show again with NGW on um, we've discounted the tickets for people buying through our website um, and then yeah you can buy them there there'll be more matches announced shortly we're just uh, <coughs> finalising a few things on on some some certain names and that so hopefully uh, middle of next week we'll be able to announce another match um, so yeah we're, we're, we're excited we're going to sort of drip feed this one I guess I, I threw the first two shows out really quickly so now it's uh, you know let's, let's give you a little bit here and there and sort of uh, try and build something a bit more maybe with some videos or, or things like that so yep. there'd be some more matches announced in the next few weeks certainly. excellent uh well we're going to wrap up but uh b- before we go kind of what's what what is there any kind of nuggets of information anything you can get our fans excited about regarding plans for wrestlegate for 2019 what about championship belts um i know that i don't think there's any championship gold that's been uh, handed out or uh, um or won by any of your wrestlers yet but what are the plans for championships and any other plans that our uh, listeners can look forward to in 2019 gary yeah, we'll certainly have some championships. Um, was very. This is one of the big things I didn't want to do. First of all, I didn't want to put a belt on somebody that after the fans wasn't into. Yeah. Um, I think that someone's ready for a belt or want them to have the belt, but if the fans don't agree with it, you know, I don't want to have to keep swapping and changing really quickly. Very much into the Japanese style, especially you know, looking at Okada holding the title for two years. I'm not saying that anyone's going to have the title for two years, but um, having that sort of, it means something rather than it's just a prop. I don't want want that to happen. And again, we need to build towards that. We need to build our talent into a position where you come to a WrestleGate and you know that X, Y, or Z is on a tear at the moment and they're the ones that's, you know, beating everybody or they're having the best matches. I I want us to get to that point. So belts will be coming um, pretty soon. Um, We'll have our first belt. 
Um, and yeah, some things have had to change that will probably be announced in the next few weeks, maybe, where another belt will be will be uh, created. Um, but yeah, belts and tournaments um, are all coming up. So, well, the tournaments are all starting coming in thick and fast from from July with our heavyweight Grand Prix and our top prospect tournament. Um, and then we'll be going into junior heavyweights and, and, and women's belts too. So, yeah, definitely going to be things that are coming up. Um, we've got some great people from great Japanese wrestlers coming in, um, some, some big British wrestling names. Um, and in August, we have a double show um, with Frontline, but one of the shows is going to be something that's extremely unique to the wrestling world i believe oh. i haven't seen it done anywhere okay uh, so some i haven't announced that at all to any, like nobody knows about it yet so um watch out for august show it's going to be something that nobody's really seen before or, or experienced so i'm really excited to just to put that out there that'll probably be put out uh maybe june June time. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, where can my listeners kind of get in touch with you via social media? Uh, do, you've obviously on, uh, got a, a Twitter account, Facebook account. Um, if you want to kind of do a little plug for for yourself or for WrestleGate, so that my listeners can get in touch with you and find out more about your product. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so you've already mentioned the website where they can go to to get tickets and information on up and coming dates. But uh, a little plug for your social media now, Gary. Yes. Yeah, so uh, everything's at WrestleGate Pro. Um, Everything that you see is, is run by me. Uh, there's nobody else running it. So if you get responses through me, um, if you want to follow me, my, my own personal Twitter, that's fine. It's at Gary R. Ward. Um, but yeah, if you if you have any questions, um, need assistance with anything, not sure on where you can stay, how you can get to the arena, uh, the best hotels. I've put something up on our website, especially for international fans of recommended um, uh, hotels to go to, things mm. like that. See, so if you're not unsure of anything, you know, throw a message over. Pretty quick at replying. Um, yeah, any any questions, queries, concerns, ideas, um, anything. Uh, I'm I'm open, and so I want it to be something that we can all build together, rather than it just being Gary Ward's vision. It's it's all of ours. Fantastic. You know? Um, very, very keen on that. Excellent. And you, you've already got an on-demand service up on your website, I noticed. Are, are your first two shows up there already, Gary? They are indeed, yeah. Uh, it's uh, WrestleGatePro.PivotShare.com. Um, we have both of our shows and the two first episode, the first and second episode of our documentary. Uh, episode three will be filmed in May. Uh, unfortunately, we wasn't able to film it in March. Our documentary, is that right? Document the guy that films it yeah um he's wife is is heavily pregnant so we decided no it's not best for you to travel so far out of the way so yeah. um we delayed the, the the third episode but that'd be in march in, in may sorry um we'll also we're also on wxw now so if you have wxw now please watch it um fantastic times because mm. that will help <laughs> uh and then i think we're on nothing else on tv ah. and i think we're going on to something else soon as well um, but that's not been announced. No, that's we're great. Probably going somewhere else. So yeah, we're on a lots of things, but uh, pivot share the pivot share one. It's literally three pounds to rent the the shows. If you want to rent it for seventy two hours, if you want to have a takeaway tonight with your friends and watch some WrestleGate. It's three quid. So good value, really good value. 
Definitely. Well, thank you, Gary, for uh, coming on to the, the podcast with us today. It's been really fascinating to talk to you, to learn about you and your love for wrestling and all about WrestleGate. And um, like I say, I, I think um, I'll be very interested in covering your future shows. So um, look out for that. Well, yeah. We like to run a media centre. So for, for guys like yourself, yeah. if you ever want to come to a show, you just let me know. You come into our media centre, you interview several of our wrestlers maybe me if if i have time yep um so, yeah you're more than welcome we'll certainly take show. advantage of that but uh, thank you very much and uh, i know that uh, myself and my listeners will be keeping a close eye on everything wrestlegate uh, through 2019 and beyond so thank you gary thank you very much for having me so there you go a uh, really fascinating interview with gary there talking uh, everything WrestleGate Pro, uh, what kind of uh, was was the spark behind the idea of starting his own promotion, his love for professional wrestling uh, from, an, uh, from an early age, and uh, all the wrestlers that he loves to kind of follow nowadays, through to what it takes to be a promoter on the British indie scene nowadays. And uh, I, for one, will definitely be keeping a really close eye on WrestleGate Pro. I fully intend to be there at their next show in Nottingham in May, and I'll be covering it for Wrestling With Jonners. And uh, thank you once again to Gary for dropping on the pod and uh, helping us with that interview and taking an hour out of his time to speak to me. Uh, So thank you once again to Gary Ward there. That draws a close to this special episode of Wrestling With Jonas, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, once again, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do. You can simply email wrestlingwithjonas at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at withjonas underscore pod. Uh, you can find our, our YouTube channel, just simply go onto YouTube and search Wrestling With Jonas. Um, Instagram, you can find us at Wrestling With Jonas. And uh, look out for our Facebook group. Go on to Facebook, search Wrestling With Jonas, and uh, you can um, ask to be part of that group. Uh, it's a very fun and interactive group with lots of wrestling uh, news, talk and banter. Once again, you can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. Uh, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Podcast Addict, YouTube, as I mentioned, and wherever you get your podcasts. We are literally everywhere. Once again, thanks for listening. I hope you all have a great week. Our next episode will be episode 33, where we will be uh, focusing on uh, this coming week's episode of NXT UK and NXT that you can see on the WWE Network this coming Wednesday evening. Um, Otherwise, have a great week. Uh, Stay safe. And I look forward to speaking to you all again very soon. (laughs) 